You're listening to People Real by Brandon Knopf. Hey everybody, it's uh, Brandon Nah with People Real, and thanks for joining us here today. Funny enough, I just started recording these uh, monologue podcasts again, and uh, as I said in the last episode, I kind of started to worry that you all who are listening to this were getting bored and, um, you know, transitioned into a better podcast called Educate, so that's E-D-U-K with the number eight. But, um, you know, as a result of a friend's um, encouragement, I guess indirectly, she didn't even know that she was basically encouraging me in some ways, I felt uh, compelled to come back and actually do some of these shows again. So hopefully you enjoy and hopefully these benefit you in some fashion or another. Well, today's episode actually will be focused on education, kind of like the last one. And I think uh, overall, even though we will get back to Buddha and the Badass, um, today's episode is a little bit different. And I want to kind of encourage you all to grasp this concept. And the younger, the better. Now, why I say that is because I think a lot of a struggle in life and Mainly it's because of what that friend of mine actually shared with me earlier um, today, coincidentally. And that was part of something that that added to what, frankly, I wanted to share with you here today. So as some of you know, and as I've basically talked about in my life, I've done multiple things. But I focused on two particular subjects and actually a third that's, you know, become more and more a part of my life, i.e. startups. But before that, it was digital marketing. And before that, it was education. And in particular with the education space, I have been able to help a lot of students throughout the world, frankly, get into some of the top programs um, from the top boarding schools to the top universities. And, and frankly, you know, there are just a lot of different programs I've helped. I've, I've literally helped some students who did not deserve to be in the, you know, universities that they're in. In terms of boarding school, that's debatable. And I would argue that actually those kids do deserve their acceptances there. But in terms of universities, I, I truly did. And I don't like to brag, but I, I will be honest, I literally got some students who should not been um, selected or admitted into those programs. So the point is that I do have some ability to motivate sometimes even guide in ways that I would argue are relatively effective. I will not preach that I'm the best tutor or educator in the world as far as like guiding in terms of specific processes because my belief in terms of education is that you do not teach a student or an individual how to do it step by step. Yes, I do you know, show some people how to do it that way if they're um, just needing that. But in general, if I'm like, you know, teaching you class after class after class, I am not going to handhold you because if I do, I'm literally handicapping you. And so that's something I, I avoid. Well, anyway, I am fortunate to have lots and lots of students and their parents come up to me all the time um, asking if I can help their kids. Funny enough, my, my, my good friends and, and people that know me don't realize that I've actually helped some of these kids get into the top programs. And for instance, I will give you a specific example, and that's what basically today's episode is partially about. So I won't talk about the person's name and I won't talk about all the specifics, but what I can tell you is this individual has two world records in a sport. And this, this individual is a very young female. And 
she was doing her best with all her might with a, a private tutor that, that teaches her literally daily, you know, like eight hours a day, five days a week, sometimes even more. Um, and she was actually uh, coached by not only that person, but also her father, who is an amazing man. He runs seven businesses. They're all successful. Um, he picked niches that, that literally have benefited him. He has one of the biggest houses that I think his uh, city has. He literally was considered, I think, the second richest person in his city at one point. Um, and a very good man, by the way. So um, the character on this man is like just beyond belief. But regardless... He and the tutor couldn't help his daughter get to a level they needed so she could get into basically the top online program in the country, if not the world. And so out of the blue, I get this message from this tutor who asks me, you know, can I help? And I spend some time actually talking to him and trying to assess what the situation is. And then basically I say, hey, I think I can help, but I can't guarantee it. Um, I don't know how your daughter or, you know, literally how she um, studies. And I don't I can't say, especially since you guys have struggled for literally six tests, six consecutive tests. And you, you are smart and and basically you've, you've done everything to help her. She was obtaining around a 70 some percentile in the SSAT, so like top, you know, 25% of all test takers. But unfortunately, since she was trying to get in the top program, she needs to be in the top 10% despite her world records. And um, what happened was, again, I said I probably could, but at the same time, I would not guarantee it. But if I did achieve it, I would get a bonus. And so that's how I structured the deal. And that's how I decided to engage. Well, I spent about six weeks. I can't remember the exact period of time. And I coached her uh, in a way that she's never been coached. Um, I exposed her to material that she's never been exposed to. And frankly, I found a way to get her to that top 10%. She actually got in the top 8% from what I remember. And so ultimately at the end, we all won. And I was basically able to prove to both her, who's like I said, a double world record holder, and also her father, who's an incredibly successful man, and also the tutor who, who spends a full lifetime or rather a full-time job trying to teach kids that I could do it. So I proved myself, which is basically what on my website, SSAT Master, I say all the time, which is I can do it, but you know I can't guarantee it. Now, why I share that story here today or that little anecdote is because when you really think about it, I'm not the most successful person on the planet. And for many, many years, I've doubted myself. Yet, I've also managed teams of 140 plus. I've managed teams, you know, maybe in the dozens. I've managed basically lots of different entities. I've been the number one SEO in Seattle for about 10 years going, you know, minus maybe one or two that I wasn't focusing. Um, I became the number two realtor in a city that's adjacent to Bill Gates' city um, within the first year. I've done so many things in life that I can't even count, like even helped one company get visibility and then soon after they were bought for $500 million. So, you know, at the time, I didn't know I had succeeded in each of those, uh, you know, endeavors and that rather that that contributed or showed that I was as successful as I was. And I kept on doubting myself despite all that success. Well, here I am actually helping a student who is probably more brilliant than I am definitely smarter. She's actually breaking records right now, supposedly at the school that she's attending that we got her in, but also doing something or showing this 
you know, family and also, you know, a father who's actually succeeded way beyond I have economically or financially. So when you compare us all, like I found a way that they could not. Yet he was finding ways that literally most people cannot. So when you think about it, perhaps I am smarter or at least more effective or I can find solutions than even some of the most successful and world-breaking people in the world. Huh? Am I? I don't know. So what I'm saying here, and I'm definitely not as good as he is um, in terms of entrepreneurial spirit, but that's the thing. That's because in the situation that I've actually been for the past 10, 20 years, I just have not had an opportunity to exercise what he has. Maybe I didn't have the exact same situation. Maybe I didn't have the same conditions. But most importantly, I didn't have potentially something that that new friend of mine actually showed me, which was unconditional love. And so that is something I want to share here today. So if you're out there and you need help and you feel like, you know, honestly, you, you know, you're, you're struggling and that nobody's wanting to help you, the solution, in my opinion, is actually to find people out there that will give that to you. And, you know, I'm not saying just go out and just literally put it in some classifieds or some, you know, uh, place where you, you can advertise, you know, who's going to give me unconditional love. But the point is, is that you should probably be looking for people who do not, you know, constantly judge you or people who are always breaking you down. You should be looking for those people who actually have the heart to support you. And when you do, you will find that potentially you can get to basically the state I'm talking about. Because in all my life, I honestly did not realize I was as strong as I was. And so finally, when I get this unconventional love, I, I, you know, I, I believe it had helped me on top of something else that I will share with you guys here later down the road that helped me understand I am as good as I am. And sometimes that's what you need, all right? Is that sometimes you need to be shown or at least be told or even suggested that, you know, frankly, you are as good as you are. And I, and I have to say before this person, but I will tell the other people who have actually done this, um, you know, given me that unconditional love bef before this, this person has added to it even more so. And I want to say thanks, a personal thanks to Jarob, um, Crystal, and very importantly, Derek. Because you three have throughout my life never judged me. Well, maybe you judged me a little bit, but just kidding. But you have actually been there despite whatever has happened. And I truly, truly thank you. And so I, when I think about it, they're part of the reason why I got to where I did. And they're part of the reason why, you know, even though there was times where I doubted myself or whatever the case may be, I could always turn to them and they would at least give me that unconditional love and it would actually help me. Now, I don't know if this truly, you know, it cohesively makes sense, but I hope you take home this point here today that the unconditional love is, is very, very important for you to prosper as an individual. And the other thing that I truly want to tell you here today is that you could be so much better than you truly think. It's you who sometimes brings you down. It's you who, who judges yourself and it's you who can actually hurt yourself 
And so what I encourage you to do is actually be comfortable in your own skin and, and also comfortable overall in, in trying to, you know, live life to its fullest because you might be better than you actually think. And that's one of the messages I wanted to say here today. I apologize, like I said, if this isn't perfectly, you know, like explained or articulated here today, but I did want to share that with you here today while I had a few minutes to share that. And so hopefully this resonated and hopefully it made sense for all you, but I do want to say a special thanks to A out there. Um, You really have shown me so much here recently and you know i would say you're probably the reason why i'm coming back and doing some of these uh you know episodes on uh people real because you truly are real and you are one of the best people that i've had a chance to meet so um this is dedicated to you the second one (laughs) and very importantly for all of you out there i hope you're the best and i truly truly hope that you find yourself, you stop doubting yourself, and you get that unconditional love. So hopefully you can prosper just like I feel like I have. All right, good luck to y'all out there. Thank you for listening to another episode of People Real. And we'll hear, or rather, we'll see you back here on the show. We'll probably talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, Buddha and the badass because it is something that I look very, very forward to sharing with you because it seems like it's, it's really empowering in a lot of ways. All right, so come back and listen to more episodes examining what that incredible book could do for you. All right, take care and have a great one. Welcome back to People Real. This is Brandon Knopp. Thanks for joining us. So today I thought I would share a profound story. I say profound because I'm literally reading from a blog post that I wrote many years ago, um, back in 2009 to be specific, on June 28th. I used to have a little blog that I was testing the digital marketing space and trying to figure out what exactly blogging or content marketing can truly do. And at the time, I was actually managing around about 140 instructors at a a company or in a company or why am I having a hard time articulating or grammatically saying this correct, but I managed about 140 uh, folks building this company from literally a handful of schools to 16 and about five or I can't remember, it was like 500 to 800 students at the beginning. And in the end, when I left, it was around 7,000. So it was one of my biggest successes as far as growing a company. Well, at the time, um, these people, rather than the teachers, would constantly reach out to me. One teacher in particular thought I would really benefit from this book that was titled Like the Flowing River by Paulo Coelho. So one of my favorite authors, rather. Uh, So he wrote The Alchemist. But she thought this book, which had a bunch of short stories, would really impact me for some reason and decided to give me the book. I can't remember if she bought it for me or just gave it to me. Um, She turned out to be an interesting soul because she ended up departing on one of those midnight runs that are pretty famous uh, for people who come and teach in South Korea. It doesn't happen as much these days because the demand for those jobs are, 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 is much higher. So 
people don't have as many complicated situations. It's modernized, standards have improved, etc. Anyway, this isn't about teaching in English in Korea. This is about that book that she gave me and also the story I'd like to share with you here today that that is quite powerful. It's uh, it's titled Genghis Khan and His Falcon. So let me read it to you if you don't mind. And if, uh, yeah, I hope uh, you enjoy. But basically, this is how the story went. One morning, the Mongol warrior Genghis Khan and his court went out hunting. His companions carried bows and arrows, but Genghis Khan carried on his arm his favorite falcon, which was better and surer than any arrow because it could fly into the skies and see everything that a human being could not. However, despite the group's enthusiastic efforts, they found nothing. Disappointed, Genghis Khan returned to that encampment and in order not to take out his frustrations on his companions, he left the rest of the party and rode on alone. They had stayed in the forest for longer than expected and Khan was desperately tired and thirsty. In the summer heat, all the streams had dried up and he could find nothing to drink. Then, to his amazement, he saw a thread of water flowing from a rock just in front of him. He removed his falcon from his arm and took out the silver cup, which he always carried with him. It was very slow to fill, and just as he was about to raise it to his lips, the falcon flew up, plucked the cup from his hands, and dashed it to the ground. Genghis Khan was furious. But when the falcon, being his favorite, and perhaps it too was thirsty, he thought maybe it was not as problematic as he thought. He picked up the cup, cleaned off the dirt, and filled it again. When the cup was only half empty this time, the falcon again attacked it, spilling the water. Now Genghis Khan adored that bird, but he knew that he could not under any circumstance allow such disrespect. Someone might be watching the scene from afar and later on would tell his warriors that the great conqueror was incapable of taming a mere bird. Well, this time he drew his sword, picked up the cup and refilled it, keeping one eye on the stream and the other on the falcon. As soon as he had enough water in the cup and was ready to drink, the falcon again took flight and flew towards him. Khan, with one thrust, pierced the bird's breast and then it was dead. The thread of water, however, had dried up, but Khan, determined how to find something to drink, climbed the rock in search of the spring. To his surprise, there was really, or rather, there really was a pool of water, and in the middle of it, dead, lay one of the most poisonous snakes in the region. If he had drunk the water, he too would have died. Khan returned to camp with the dead falcon in his hands. He ordered a gold figurine of the bird to be made, and on one of the wings he had engraved, quote, even when a friend does something you do not like, he continues to be your friend, end quote. And on the other wing, he had these words engraved, quote, any action committed in anger is an action doomed to failure, end quote. I love this. Um, you know, recently, I had a very intense experience that I won't go into too much detail. But what I will say is that um, 
what's what's wonderful about intense experiences, including even stuff that happens at work. Like I would argue that uh, in my day job or the you know the place that I manage twenty three automotive dealerships and and literally put food on the table. This job has some of the most interesting characters, I'll be honest, and one of them happened to just join the group and and frustrate me quite, quite a bit. So not only did this person frustrate me, but there's other people who in the company who have done that. And, And one thing to note, even though this is not their intention, but sometimes when people create frustration for you or difficulty for you, if you can take the other perspective Instead of naturally taking taking it in and getting angry or sad or whatever it may be in the negative, you should examine it. Maybe even understand or, or reflect on it because maybe some of those words either have truth to them or maybe these words are simply words that you can learn from. Um, or maybe those words in, in all honesty are just at least things you can think about a little bit more deeply because these are words that literally made you go ballistic or they created something, they touched a nerve that potentially is something down deep that you didn't even know existed. And so the point here is that with this little story, you know, with people, whether they be friends or coworkers, whoever, that hurt you or at face value or what appears to be painful, maybe those people are doing something for your benefit. Well, that's one lesson from the story, but also the other one that's very, very important. And this is something that I hope all of you in life will hopefully learn or maybe be able to embrace later in life. But when you do things that are emotional, or out of control, I will guarantee you that you may regret it. Because when you sit back and do obtain that, I guess, normalcy, or that's probably not the right term, but you become logical or sane, or or you just process things where it makes sense, you realize sometimes in those emotional outbursts, or perhaps those gut reactions that you might have that are more natural, Sometimes they're not well thought out. Sometimes there's less logic to them. And in essence, they create more problems than they actually create good. I've been guilty of this, I would argue, in my life on multiple occasions. The good news is that I think I've gotten a lot better. And the good news is that I process things very, very logically, even in the moment. And so I feel like I'm better. I don't feel like I'm the best. And I will never be the best because there is no absolute. And on top of that, we're all human. So who knows who's the best? And honestly, who gives a shit? Well, I hope you all listening here today to this little anecdote or sorry, this little story that uh, Paulo Coelho had written in this book um, that was shared to me, which was this is probably my favorite story in this um, book of short stories by Paulo Coelho. Again, Um, The book is called Like the Flowing River. Um, It really, really resonated with me a long time ago. And I hope it will help you, all of you listeners out there in your lives. Good luck. Enjoy as much as you possibly can. Try to stay rational and safe out there. Signing out. This is Brandon Ah with People Real.